Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and we have another style episode for you today. We will be diving into to our first non-American beer, style-wise, and that would be the Belgian Wit Beer, or Wit Beer, if you want to say it more correctly. And uh, right in front of us, which we're about to crack open and drink, we've got the classic Hogarden Wit that is basically the most popular wit in the world. That is in every restaurant, and you can get on tap and in bottles everywhere. So we'll be sipping on that to kind of taste the flavors and tell you guys what whip beers are all about. And then we do have beer of the week coming up next as well. Um, before we get to our weekend beer, just quickly, you can find us on radio.com, 1080thefan.com, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and then you can also uh, find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. I didn't have much of a weekend beer. I... Had a very low-key weekend. I've now had three in a row because my wife and I have been binging Game of Thrones to catch up before this weekend when the season uh, premiere, the final season premiere, hits on Sunday. So it's basically been a lot of us just vegging around and watching Game of Thrones, and that includes me going to new seasons, grabbing a couple of beers, and just kind of sipping on them throughout the day. So nothing too crazy for me. I, I The one that st- st- uh, stands out to me was I had a Grains of Wrath. What was it called again? A Grave Dancer. Grave Dancer. I saw that on the shelf at New Seasons, and it was one that I hadn't heard of. It was a single hop IPA. I quite enjoyed it. That yeah. was the one that kind of stood out to me from last week. And uh, oh, and of course, McMinimins was last week, which yep. was really fun. Yep. I didn't really get a chance. We didn't have, didn't have a chance to talk about that too much afterwards. But that was a really fun time. That yeah, was that a was blast. a really good time. Thanks, thanks to Dan and <clears throat> and those guys out there for hosting us, and we had a great time. We really appreciate it. I have had that grains of wrath. As well, multiple times, couple couple cans of it, and I've seen it on tap a couple places. Quite enjoyed it as well. Single hop, uh, single hop mosaic. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. It said on the side part of a single hop series, so I'm assuming there's going to be others of different hop varieties kind of oh, coming no. out. More beers from Grains of Wrath to drink. I'm so oh, depressed. Oh no! I did have they have a new one out too called uh, uh, like I think it's the Hindenburg is what it's called. Cool and name. It's a collab they did with Trapdoor. In Vancouver, but there are two versions. Um, they got into an, a discussion, as the can says, about hazies and non-hazies, and Mike was like, let's make the exact same beer, except for mine will be clear, and you can make yours hazy. So I had Grains's, but I haven't had Trapdoors, and Trapdoors is supposed to be hazy, so that could be interesting. Wow, that is actually kind of cool. Yeah. So it's the same beer, just one was made if into I, a hazy. Yeah, if I read the the package description <laughs> correctly, that, that that's the goal there. Is Trapdoor known for hazies? Is that a thing they yeah, do? Yeah, they're a Vancouver hazy brewery, All right. for sure. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can find that somewhere. They are like two blocks away from where I grew up. 
Yeah, we drove past it the one time I was in downtown Vancouver with mm-hmm. you, and you were like, oh, there's Trapdoor. We didn't stop in that time, but uh, but yeah, that could be another place we'd do an on-location at some point in the future as could well. Could be a cool spot, yeah. Um, uh, my Week in Beer, pretty straightforward. Uh, we had WrestleMania on Sunday, which was a grand old time, and I had some really cool beers there. I mean, obviously, uh, I was at Bridgetown watching that, and of course... You know, they had hell from Wayfinder on, so I had me one of those. I had a new uh, hazy IPA from uh, Berelick. Ooh, and you chose it. Fuzzbox. And it was really good. I was quite surprised. We have now had maybe two or three hazies in the last month that we've both been like, you know what? You know what? You know what? It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, we're still not at... That was awesome. But right. we're at not as bad. I really enjoyed the one we had in Lewitt for the mm-hmm. uh, Beer of the Week. Yep. And you had a good one. And then I had one that I, I accidentally chose because these these breweries are not putting hazy on the can. Yes, I refuse to now buy any IPA that says a dangerous IPA, an exciting IPA, not your mother's IPA, uh, because it just means it's hazy. I, I just, just please. Tell me. Just Put tell hazy me, on the can, please. A modern IPA. Stay away from all that. Stop. <laughs> Put hazy on the can so I know if I'm buying a hazy or not. But I did buy a hazy by accident, and I actually did enjoy it. Nice. So uh, there's three now that I've been, you know what? You know what? It's been pretty good. Yeah. And my, then... my tastes are changing. Maybe that's a bad thing, but I don't know. And there's uh, a recent, a, a big drop was made from Beachwood Brewing, which is in Southern California. Uh, That's a cool name. Yeah, they had their three different IPAs, Algamash IPA. Am I saying that? Algamash. Algamator. Algamator. There it was. Algamator IPA, which was probably the best of the three. They had Citraholic, which obviously features Citra, and then Simcoast to Coast. Which uh, which obviously features features Simcoe. Simcoe. And they were all very good. The Citraholic, I thought, uh, had really nice Citra characteristics to it. I felt the body was a little lacking. I just wanted a little extra to it. It was a little thin, a little watery. Uh, but the Algamator was fantastic. And if you really want to dive into what the Simcoe hop tastes like, which can be very polarizing uh, in the beer community that I've noticed. I mean, you know, just chatting with people that I work with, some people love it, some people don't really love it. Uh, the Sim Coast to Coast is very Simcoe-y, like punches you in the face. If you're kind of like, uh, I don't really know if I like Simcoe, do not drink that beer because you will then hate Simcoe. What is the predominant flavor in that hop well, to uh, you, or uh, what? What does it speak to you when you drink it? I guess. Well, it's 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 common attribute is cappy, is like this ammonia kind of oh. unpleasant flavor thing to it. Really? Um, yeah, and. For and it's kind of a, a predominant characteristic in a lot of Southern Hemisphere hops, and for some reason, I it doesn't taste like cat piss to me. Maybe I've grown up with cats my whole life, and I'm just used to it. Uh, but what, it just kind of has peeing this... in your mouth your whole life. Come on, <laughs> it just kind of has this. I don't know this like a, uh, I don't know this this sticky kind of, I don't know, almost vegetal mixed with a little. Petrol. I don't You're know. You're selling this so I know, well. I know. It's it the, tastes the, like cat piss, stick, sticky stuff, and gas. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's... Simcoe hops, baby. Let's go. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like, a lot of those Southern Hemisphere hops, their descriptors for them are pretty awful. It's just like, why on earth do I want to drink this at all? But for some reason, it, it, I've had it plays really well. with Simcoe in them, and I've enjoyed them. Yeah, but, but I But maybe think... it's because they're less, and they're... They're combined with other hops to mask some of those flavors. Yeah, yeah. Simcoe can kind of help balance and give yourself a little more body to it. Mm. 
That's yeah, very that's very strange, and that also reminds me that at some point we have to go to a hop farm and yeah. do an episode and learn about all the specific hop varietals that are out there. And I don't know, I don't know if we can get our hands on some and just smell the difference or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, we got to do that. Yeah, that I was can, that was on the list, but I forgot about that. Yeah, I can probably reach out to some of the kids down at Crosby Hops. That'd be really fun. So that could be coming up on the podcast as well. So that was our week in beer this week. Pretty low key for me. It's probably going to be low key again this weekend because we've got eleven episodes to go until we catch up on Game of Thrones, and we have two days to do it. So I have one more. Well, you are in a much better spot than me. <laughs> but I've already seen it all. True, I have not seen past the point that I'm at right now. So. Uh, and the Blazers are now on on Sunday, so that's going to dig into some of the Game of Thrones watching time. But uh, yeah. Chelsea Liverpool Sunday morning. I mean, okay, uh, okay. I'll Number probably watch that because I'll be on the air and talking while the TV's on. So number one sport in the world. Deep, deep, deep. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the style podcast. So remember, though, wherever you find us, if you haven't yet, give us a star rating, subscribe to us, write a review if you'd like to. Uh, super helpful for us to just see those and uh, just keep listening and downloading. Also, downloads help us, too. So if you haven't downloaded any podcasts in a while, feel free to go click through a couple because that helps us as well. And uh, what we have seen numbers-wise has been awesome, and we really, really appreciate it. So hopefully we uh, we can keep it going for you guys. This is our style of the week. We haven't done a style podcast in a little bit now. Our last one was Reds and Ambers, which was, I want to say, a couple months ago at this point. So this is the Hogarden wit that we're drinking with the segment. This is not our beer of the week. That's coming up next segment. But wanted to actually drink a wit. The and like I said earlier, it's the most famous wit in the world. And it says right here, Hogarden wit beer, wheat beer brewed with coriander and orange peel. And it says naturally cloudy on the bottom. Yep. Which I think is a, a key distinction on how this beer will look when you see it in the glass. Now we do not sadly have the correct glass for it. The hexagonal. Yeah, and you. Honestly, if, if the Hogarden is on tap at a restaurant, you will get it in a very specific Hogarden glass. I have one of these glasses at home. I, don't we both now have one of these glasses? Do we? Didn't uh, Dave from Bridgetown give us wit glasses? No, he gave us Orval glasses. Orval glasses. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to be drinking out of basically a water glass. So <laughs> I really, I, I, I kind of thought the the way the how wide the mouth was at the top. I kind of thought it's that a that it's work. a short stubby like breakfast orange juice glass. Yeah, and we'll be drinking the Hogarden out of that and. We'll, we'll kind of give you a little history of the beer and tell you what we're tasting. And uh, if you haven't had wits before, if it's not a style that you are particularly used to, then to me, this would be another one of those beers that would be a great introduction beer to someone who's not used to drinking beer. It's a lot of that's a lot of beer in one sentence because it's light, it's easy drinking, and it is. Kind of a great summer outdoor beer that you can just kind of drink and, and enjoy yourself with. Uh, my example of this is my wife, who, although is getting to like beer better now and has experimented a little bit more, the first beer, maybe not the first, the second beer she truly loved outside of Mac and Jack's Amber was Hogarden Wit. She tried it and fell in love, and every time we went to a local restaurant, she would get that. And... I, I didn't love it initially because, remember, for me, I was drinking all darks at that point, all dark beers. So for me, a wit was like, Ugh, why am I drinking this kind of cloudy yellow beer that's really, really light? But as I've gotten my palate a little bit better and enjoyed beer a little bit more, I actually like wits too because they're different. It's just an easy drinking, fun beer to have. So I, I, maybe, do you agree? Is it an easy one for people, in your opinion, to, yeah, to kind of latch on to? I definitely think so. I mean, it's it's not meant to have a really heavy body by any means, and I think... The spices give it 
I don't know, give it kind of a, what's the best way to put it? It's it's almost, it gives it complexity without it being over-the-top complex. It, it, it keeps it in the realm of sessionable, basically. The thing that kind of stands out to me just from smelling it, too, is you smell the spices really strong mm-hmm. right off from, the top. They're prominent. It is a very easy beer to smell and go, oh, that's going to taste like this. Um, I'm not... I'm not really sure if it's coriander that I'm smelling. I'm assuming it is. I don't particularly know what coriander smells like by itself, mm-hmm. but I smell a spice and I get a lot of that orange peel too. Kind of the the orange peel is really strong on the on the nose for me. I get a lot of, a lot of orange. Yeah. Um, to your comment about not you know not really knowing what coriander smells like, it smells like when you open your spice drawer mm. and you just kind of get that kind of waft of a bunch of different spices together. That's kind of that more smell that i get because i mean i mean i'm with you i don't like eat tablespoons of well no (laughs) and it's not like i'm a cooker or chef or anything that knows what on earth these smells will do to the food right so for me it is just uh, it smells like spices Mm -hmm. and it smells like orange and i just took my first sip and it tastes like spices and it tastes like orange and it's a wheat beer so it has a little bit of that kind of weedy beer Mm -hmm. taste for lack of a better way of putting it. it it's and frankly, I, I haven't had Hogard in a long time. This is way better to me now than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying the depth to this. It's I, not, it's it's simple, but it's very flavorful. Yep. And let's not forget the the yeast character is definitely there. Um, that, that classic kind of Belgian style is there uh, as well. I mean, this beer is really, really nicely balanced. Uh, to be a wit beer, you have to have 50% wheat, and some people even use some raw oats to help with that. Oats. Oh, it's, you got a little Minnesota in yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, this this style is created pretty much outside of Brussels to the east um, in a couple places, one known as the small village of Hogarden. And that's kind of where this brewery was formed uh, in 1445. What I wonder what wit beers tasted like in 1445. Oh, I'm going to assume. Warm and not carbonated? Warm. Maybe a little bit earthy, like some soil stuff going yeah. on from the from the hops, and I don't know. That's that's interesting. Maybe less spice in it because they probably were just kind of experimenting with the wheat and stuff like that. What if it was like way more spices? Oh, yeah, and it was just like over the top. Well, I, I was reading an article about this saying it was talking about kind of the spice trade and how big it was when this beer started coming out, and it was uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just like a spice bomb. Yeah, and it was like this is beer, but get ready for your. I was going to say kitchen pantry. Those didn't exist back then. Get ready f- get ready for your storeroom <laughs> in your castle. The basement. The, did in they, the kitchen. What? <laughs> that corner of your house that you used as a kitchen. <laughs> the mortar and pestle. They had mortars and pestles, right? Definitely. Yeah. They, they definitely They did. used a mortar and pestle. <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but one other thing, too, is this style almost died. And, yeah. and Hogarden, the the brewery in the city helped kind of keep it going and, and push it back into the in prominence again. And then one of the original guys who actually made this style moved to the U S in Austin, Texas and opened up his own brewery, uh, in 1992 called Celis brewery. And, um, he is one, I shouldn't say one of the original guys, one of the ones recently who made this style. And that's one of the first times that we saw wits in the U S as well, yeah, or being of, made in the U S it's kind of crazy to think of a, of, of a style that's been around for as long as it has, almost dying you know because you would think because it pretty much died i think i was reading an article that it pretty much died around 1960 as no wits were being made 
in the Ho Garden area, which I find really strange because there's nothing about this beer that would make me think, oh yeah, that's like a, a fad or a trend or the it's too complex to make or the ingredients aren't as you know plentiful as they once were. So I'm curious as to how this, why this beer style died. I mean, I love the idea that someone helped bring it back and then it's introduction well, to America. I've got it right here, uh, why it died. And I'm just going to read off the page just so it's it's easy. Whitbeer was the dominant style immediately east of Brussels as recently as the 18th century, but the 19th century onslaught of pale lager ushered in the decline of many regional brews. As the world became smaller, local fare became old-fashioned and new products exhilarating. In Hogarden, the cradle of Whitbeer, this demise culminated finally in 1960 when no Whitbeers were being brewed. Wow. All but extinct, Whitbeer had on its side one of the great proponents of craft beer in the last 40 years. And he was not about to let something so personally significant disappear. His name was Pierre Sellis, and he's the one who opened the brewery in Austin eventually in, in the 90s. And he made it himself. He decided to make his own wit beer, and that kind of helped bring it back. So Thanks, there you go. Pierre. Thank you, Pierre. And that's crazy. They stopped making it yeah, because pale lagers became the thing. Isn't that funny? That's like in America, we don't make cheeseburgers anymore because pizza's dominating. <laughs> right. Screw cheeseburgers. I want pizza. The The interesting thing about that to me is it feels backwards because it's saying pale lagers were new and exhilarating and pale lagers are less flavorful than this. Yeah. Those are just, I mean, they're easy drinking and they're not bad by any means, but it's just, this is super flavorful and good. So when you think about this, you're like, ah, that's old hat. I want this thing that doesn't taste the same and has less flavor to me. Mm. And it's like, why? Why do you want that? Well, thank you, Pierre, for for saving the style of beer for for us. And thanks, Boo Boo. Uh, it's good. I'm really enjoying this. Actually, I'm I'm surprised how much I enjoy this beer because it's been a while since I've had it. Yeah, I think I think one thing that's really cool with this beer because it kind of you know it it features the different spices and stuff like that. It allows people to do a lot of other different things. Like, um, I don't, you know, I don't know, I was actually in the stores looking today, and Mike kind of helped me as well, looking for some domestic locally made wits, and I couldn't find any. Me neither. Um, and I, I know I know Frame makes a wit, and I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen Heater Allen make a wit, and probably like uh, Rosenstad has probably made a wit. Yeah, I, sure saw, I saw four Heater Allens today, none of them were wits. I saw three Freems today, none of them were wits, so... Yeah, maybe it's just not the season, but I they do kind of come out in the summer. But I can attest to you know um, at Breakside we've made some wits uh, on the decom system. So there's um, you know, and each one of them uh, has had some fun additions to it because um, we we're able to play around with it. And you know, if if you know Natalie Baldwin, who's the the R and D brewer at Decom, this is kind of her her thing: the different spices and and herbs and and you know, flowers and stuff like that. So wit beer is really cool to kind of showcase. And so I've drank two different ones from her recently, uh, and one had kumquats in it, you know? And oh, then another, I think I remember seeing that and one. And then another one had uh, yuzu in it, which is basically like a Japanese lime. So I think this style is really fun because it because it's showcasing different spices. It's allowing you to kind of play around with it. I think you probably have to have coriander and orange peel, but then you can go from there. That's what I was going to say. if you want to throw in some of these other spices or like a fruit adjunct, something like that, I think it lends itself to that quite nicely. Just based on my reading, yeah, coriander, orange peel are musts in this beer for the most part 
but it says that other spices that have been used or could be used because it says some brewers are pretty secretive. Chamomile, anise, uh, grains of paradise, that's a crazy sounding spice, peppercorns, ginger, or nearly anything similar could be used. Yeah, so, and I can, I can like taste the, all dip, all of those in my mouth when thinking of this beer. Yeah. Like I have this wit kind of sloshing around Although my what mouth is right grains now. of paradise? Well, that I got no idea. <laughs> but I can taste the idea of peppercorns in it. I can taste the idea of chamomile in it. And that's kind of, that's kind of fun to me. Grains of paradise. Aframamum melegueta is a species in the ginger family. Oh, yeah. Zingi baraceaia and closely related to uh, closely related to cardamom. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's a really cool name. Also, ooh, there's one called alligator pepper. These are awesome names. <laughs> Spices guinea. have cool names. Yeah, guinea grains. Yeah, guinea grains. Osame. That just sounds foreign. But uh, yeah, grains of paradise. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, and so I think that's something that's really cool about <clears throat> about this style, and which is probably why I'm glad, so glad that this style didn't go away, <clears throat> because if you think where we are now in terms of you know experimental and research and development and all that kind of stuff, why shouldn't this be a great beer to do that with? I feel like this would be, <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, I am no home brewer by any means, so I don't mean to speak for you out there who might be a home brewer. But I feel like this would be a fun beer if you're a home brewer. Yeah. You could really put your mark it on seems this like a, style of beer. It seems like a blank slate that you can just add and mess around with yeah, and the, add the, layers yeah, into. Yeah, the, the base structure is fairly simple. And like I keep saying, it, it's allowing you to kind of do whatever you 50% want. 50% wheat beer. Yep. Some raw oats if you want. Belgian yeast. And then coriander, and coriander orange, orange peel or zest or whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry, orange peel. Yeah. And then move on from there and just experiment and see what happens. Yeah. Anything else? Is there any other... Belgian wits, or is this the Belgian wit? That is the wit. No one else in Belgium makes a wit. Well, I'm sure a bunch of people in Belgium make a wit now. Okay, but I just I mean, know like this, I, this is what this is what the world considers a wit. The only reason I ask that is I know that in wine, certain regions are the only ones who make certain wines in Italy specifically, and oh, frankly oh, here, see. frankly here in the U.S. too, it's just a little bit more spread the wealth. I was wondering if there was, and, and you mentioned in Germany, I think that there are certain breweries that are only allowed to make certain beers or something like that, right? Yeah. There's, there's, these, there's these rules that kind of keep certain beer types with certain breweries and, and the historical importance of that. I was just wondering if wits were the same in Belgium or if that's just me making an assumption that's wrong. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I imagine everyone makes wits in different places now. I mean, I don't think... I don't think there's a whole lot of. I don't think there's a whole lot of. I can't make this because I don't live here anymore. You know, it's like we see that with whiskey. You know, like bourbon. It's like True. bourbon. Bourbon's a thing. It's like, oh, you can only make bourbon in Kentucky. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, like there is obviously the some best of, bourbon is still probably in Kentucky. Yeah. But there are plenty of other places that make bourbon. Yeah. Now. So it it's kind of you can you can bounce around now. But there there are some other really famous world breweries um, that that make that make this style. And I for some reason, of course, I'm not thinking of them right now. <laughs> of course. The the other thing too I wanted to throw in before we get to our beer of the week is this. This is a wit beer. It's a very common Belgian style. What are some of the other Belgian styles that are out there? Because we'll do them in, in podcasts later at some point, or maybe we'll combine a couple of them in, in a later podcast. This one's just so big, it's easy to do for one topic. What are some of the other common Belgian styles that are out there for people who don't know, and they just see the name Hogarden and go, 
hoe garden. Uh, Jesus. You know, but I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's probably what a reaction is, is that's a funny name. Yeah. But what other Belgian styles are there out there? I know alt beer is one. No, right? Alt's a German. That's German? Yeah. Okay, so what are some of the other Belgian styles? Uh, well, I mean, you have a ton of stuff. You have, you have like, Flanders Red. You know, Flanders, I think, I'm pretty sure Flanders are Belgian. Um, you get you get tons of sours. It's not named after the Simpsons character. <laughs> you get tons of sours out of Belgium. Um, you, uh, you know, one of the most famous breweries in the world, Cantillon, that that's in Belgium. You know, and they're doing a ton of sour farmhouse kind of stuff. Uh, that tends to be most of what Belgium is. So Whitbeers kind of is well. kind of their staple, massive beer type. Them and them and and the sours like right. <clears throat> Beer de Guards and, and stuff like that can be found all over that country. Cool. Well, we'll do some other Belgian styles as we move on with our various style podcasts. Uh, we'll, I could be totally wrong about that, too. Just an FYI. Well, we'll check after we're done recording and then not edit it in because we can still be wrong anyway. It's <laughs> it's allowed. We're It's allowed. We're human beings. Um, even though you're the expert in this podcast. so Not about wit beers. The, I'm learning my best. The next style podcast, not sure what it's going to be. It'll probably be in maybe a month or so, but we still have plenty of things we have yet to do. And uh, if you have a suggestion that you want us to do, feel free. Remember, we've done West Coast IPA, Fresh Hop, Imperial IPA, uh, BBA Stouts, Reds, Ambers, Wet Beers, and I think that's it so far for our styles. We should we do like Hellas Lager or Vienna Lager. That's because it's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that could be a possibility. We could also do Porter's. We can do porters. Although that's not one of your favorites. Baltic porters. Ooh. Mm. Delicious. Or a Schwarzbier. <sighs> now you're getting me excited. Yeah. Sports pants a little tight there. Yeah, my beer, pants, beer are pants are tight. My beer pants are very tight. So that'll be coming up <clears throat> probably in the next month or so as we do our next style. But uh, yeah, if you got any suggestions for us, feel free to let us know on social media, at MikeLynch27 on Twitter and at PDiddy085 on Instagram. Coming up next, it is our Beer of the Week on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. There's the pop. Very exciting. Uh, we <laughs> Here's a little behind like the scenes. like my timing there? Yeah, it was perfect. Here's a little behind the scenes of what happened today. We uh, actually were with each other last night after a, a, a baseball show that we do together. And that's confusing looking. The... Um, uh we were talking about the podcast like hey you want to record the podcast tomorrow sure and we said who's got beer of the week and i went well two weeks ago was brewery branding and i brought it and then last week was mcminimins i didn't bring it but no one did so it's up to you patrick went okay today he comes in i'm like hey what'd you get for beer of the week he goes what and I went, oh no. <laughs> Especially because I went to three different shops today looking for wits. Yes. Looking for locally made wits. And uh, I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing a couple of things right now. If you want to go run down to the Growler guys down by us here and just grab something real quick, feel free. And he was like, okay. And he took a while. And I was like, well, I walked. Oh, I see. I yeah. thought you were just going to go drive quickly. No. So. I was wondering if you were having trouble picking a beer. I did have trouble picking a beer. And by the look of the beer that you poured into the glass, I have a feeling that you picked one you didn't think you were picking. Uh, I picked the Good Life Sippy Cup. Yep. And uh, they did have a new employee there okay. who I randomly, coincidentally, had a class with at Clark College Oh. Um, in the fall of 2004. 
Okay. 2005, maybe. So you you knew him or her? Her? Yeah. I recognized at first, couldn't remember the name. Uh, So I was a little thrown off by that, and then I was trying to figure out what uh, beer to choose, and I was really thrown off by that. I took a little taste of the sippy cup, and I was like, sure, that'll work. And it's a good life pale ale that we poured into a glass. And, and now, it's hazy. And it's now an orange juice haze yes. right in front of us. I tasted it, and I was like, yep, that'll do. Just didn't really think about it. Just went, whoop, yep, we'll do it. I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe it'll be another hazy that surprises us. But this is... I hate life. This is... <laughs> Get it. It's not good life, it's hate life. <laughs> <laughs> Patented. <laughs> That's that is really now good. my term. That's really good. I actually do love the people at Good Life. This they make looks, great beer. This looks like a glass of orange juice. Yes, sir. And damn, like really like a glass of orange juice. Some of the hazies we've had lately have not been this hazy, and this OJ looking. You just took the first sip. You dove in head first. Yeah. Tell me what you're feeling. I'll <clears> fall, I'll follow suit. Well, the thing is, is the reason I wanted to, without really like thinking of the beer itself, I wanted to know. Um, if it was the beer I ordered or not. Oh, like if she poured the wrong beer? Yeah. Well, I will say. So I'm, I'm quickly scrambling that's to look fine. that up. You right can now. look it up. What I will say after my first sip is not as worryingly pulpy as it looks. It is very bitter on the back end. Very, very bitter on the back end, which is a good thing for me because the reason I don't love hazies is because it just tastes like I'm drinking juice. Right. And I don't want that. I don't want the pulp. I don't want the the kind of juicy flavor at the end. I want to taste like I'm drinking beer, which hazies kind of eliminate or a lot of hazies eliminate. This one tastes like I'm drinking a beer. Now, on the front end of the sip, I do get a little bit of that pulp and it made me really nervous. But as I was going through the sip, it was... Bitter IPA tastes right on the top, which again makes me wonder if she gave you the wrong beer. But nope, I'm looking around at the other beers, and the beers close to it. One would be a Belgian, which we'd know real quickly. Uh, the Comet Single Hop Pale Ale from Freem, which I've had before and is not hazy. IRA from Double Mountain, a Red from Coalition, and an ESB from Ex Novo. So this is just, this I guess, it. it's a hazy <clears throat> pale. Then it has it's to a be a hazy pale. Again, it just says pale ale. Hate life. I know. When you poured this, I went, this is just what we talked about. I know. Label your stuff hazy. Did you see the look on my face when I started pouring it? It It was was, just a look of defeat. Yeah, it was a look of defeat. Defeat life. Because because we both, and I think a lot of you listeners out there, unless you love hazies, have had this experience of pouring a beer that you thought was not a hazy and seeing it come out and going, well, F, this is now a hazy. Can you imagine if I put this beer 20 years ago? In the hands of Sierra Nevada pale ale guy. Whoa. And said, this is also a pale ale. They would have laughed at you. Yep. Taken a sip and gone. Nope. Nope. And poured it down the drain. Yep. What do you think? You took a sip of it. So what do you think? It's not, it's not. Well, it's got good hop character on the nose. It's I mean, not I, that, I, it's not that hazy flavor wise. No. It I is mean, very clearly hazy the, in look. The, co- the color, I'm not going to lie, does not look great. No. It, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. It looks like a glass of orange juice that is slightly darker than orange juice. Yeah. It's just. Like it's been in your fridge a little too long when and you, it's fermenting. Yep. You hold it up to the light. It's like, hey, that's some Trop 50 right there that I had this morning. Yum, delicious. Trop 50, what's that? It's uh, 50% calories and sugar mm. in Tropicana. Trying to be a little healthy, you know? Yeah. 
But it's very bitter on the back end. It doesn't. Yeah, it does have some nice bitterness. It doesn't give you that that kind of like sweet, cloyingly fruity no, flavor it, in there. No, and it's got a nice kind of full body in in the center. It, it falls off a little bit on the back end, but I do get some of that residual bitterness. Um, I don't hate this beer. Nope. The only thing I don't like is right on the front end. I get the pulp. Yeah. Right away, I'm like, yeah. Ah. There, there's a little too much juice in this for me. Yep. Um, I didn't actually get the smell. It is a lot of good hop character. You're yeah. right. It kind of it. This to me feels more like an IPA than a pale ale, and I'm sure that's just me being an idiot. But it it does give me more IPA characteristics. Maybe that's the body falling off, is because it's not an IPA, it's a pale. Yeah, maybe so. So that might be why. So there it is. It's our beer of the week. It was I'm trying a, to find what hops are in it. It was a bit rushed and uh, a bit last minute, and we poured it and we're very disappointed. But you know what? You know what? It wasn't that bad. Uh, Sippy Cup is a hazy yet brightly golden color pale ale with a thick, creamy head bursting with juicy hop flavor and aroma. Uh, something cool about this is they are using um, this new kind of yeast strain going around um, from Imperial Yeast uh, that's just called Juice, which is very similar, which is, I think, kind of similar to London 3, which is a very common yeast used in hazy beers. Um, we have We have used this yeast before in a beer. Um, obviously good life on this beer and I'm sure other people are jumping on that as well. Uh, this has got a light malt bill, um, galaxy mosaic and El Dorado. Mm. El Dorado is kind of getting big right now. 6.4%. Um, for a limit. Oh my God. Eliminate foamy mustache face by getting yourself a sippy cup, hazy pale. That tells me it's a nice way to hide the fact that there is zero head retention on this beer. Yeah. That is something that I definitely would like more of there yeah the head was gone in two seconds yeah um okay i mean look <laughs> eliminate I, a fo- foamy mustache i don't hate it uh it it terrifies me with how it looks yeah it doesn't terrify me with how i drink it this is not this might actually be one of my least favorite beers of the week that we've done just because it was a surprise in a bad way yeah but i will say it's not something that is it's not something that is just juicy and for that i will give it credit it does not deter me away from good life the brewery itself so that's a positive thing no because they're not they don't just do this they make plenty of other good beers right and uh i do wonder how the hazy drinker would like this beer i think it'd be a little too bitter for him that's what i'm saying i think that's why we're appreciating it in some way is it it gives us more of the bitterness that Mm -hmm. we we appreciate in ipas whereas i think that's what the hazy drinker is trying to avoid if you're listening and you're a hazy drinker and you hate us for ripping on hazies sorry but uh (laughs) not sorry not sorry (laughs) but tell let us know on social media what you think about or why you choose hazies why you enjoy hazies and if you've had this specific one if you enjoyed it or not um maybe that's the next style we do it might have to be it might have to be. Yeah. I know some peeps. I can maybe get somebody in that makes hazy IPAs that could be. Would they be okay with us poking fun at the style? Probably. I think you have to. I think anybody that makes hazy IPAs has to understand at least a little bit of the backlash from not just the market, but from other brewers. And, you know, there are plenty of breweries out there that just kind of, you know, make bastardized versions of this style of beer. And then there's other people out there that are actually trying to find the meaning and the purpose of this style. So I think because it's so polarizing, I think everybody has to kind of understand that this this style and this topic is going to bring people from both sides that 
not right. everybody's going to agree with everybody. And maybe maybe this is something we could do. Like, I hate hazies, but I just told you I had one from Bear Lake that I thought was really good. And we did it as a beer of the week from Lewitt, and we both actually enjoyed exactly. it quite a bit. And I, do, and I will say that I do enjoy Bear Lake, and I do enjoy Lewitt a lot. So there could be some of that romanticized attraction to the beer. Like, oh, I do like this beer because in the back of my mind, I know it's from a brewery that I like. So I'm willing to admit that there's that aspect to it. For me, that's, that doesn't really exist. But I love Good Life. I like Good Life a lot, and I don't love this beer. Well, maybe that is our next style podcast, and maybe this is something we could do is have two guests, one from a brewery who is all in on the hazies and it's all they do, mm. and one from a brewery that has to make a hazy because the market demands it, and maybe what maybe we could have Mike Hunsker back on because yeah. he, he talked to me about this when I went out to Grand Zarath because yeah. he made a hazy and what he did differently and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, maybe we can kind of just do a little like short, couple of 10-minute interviews in there and just do it like that. Yeah, that sounds fine with me. That could work. You, I, you like how we just brainstormed on the air? Yeah. Welcome behind the scenes, everybody. Behind the curtain. Behind the golden curtain. The green curtain. Do not... What? What is the line? Do not bother the man behind the curtain. Yeah. When Toto drags the curtain open. Yes. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. You should. It's good. Uh, it is good. All right. Well, there's our beer of the week. Drums Apologies for not having it be amazing, but if hazies are your thing and you also like bitter IPAs, maybe you will love this beer. So. I would love to know what hazy drinkers think of this beer. So, That'd yeah. be very interesting. Social media. At Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter is me. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. Let us know and tell us what you think about hazies and if you've had this beer, what you think about this beer. Uh, coming up next week, we're going to do another In the Brews episode. There was a big bit of news from a Eugene brewery that we have to get to, and then we'll uh, get a couple of other small bits of news in there as well. It'll be our third In the Brews that we have done. Uh, we'll do our hazy IPAs in the next month. We will have the hop episode coming up. That might not be so easy to nail down immediately, but that'll be coming up. We've got beer and music. Beer and barbecue was also one. Oh, beer and barbecue. We've got the couple of Oregon City breweries that oh, we talked yes, about. yes. So there's a bunch of things kind of on the on the list moving forward that uh, that we're going to have to get to. But uh, that's going to do it for us today. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com, TeddyToTheFan.com. Subscribe it, to it, download it, review it, or rate it if you can. And uh, we appreciate it. So next week, In the Brews, number three. And enjoy Game of Thrones this weekend. Let's and the Masters. It. And the NBA playoffs. And the NHL playoffs. Yeah. And beer. And baseball. And baseball. And Chelsea Liverpool on Sunday. And Chelsea Liverpool on Sunday. It's a big deal, Michael. It's a great weekend, actually. And Champions League next week, too. Well, not including that yet. It's a great weekend. It is a great weekend. Enjoy all the sports if you're a sport fan. Enjoy drinking beer if you're a beer fan. I Well, you are. And I will see you next week. Deuces. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.